Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Imagine waking up in a ditch and having no idea who you were, where you were, or what you were doing on the side of a busy street. That's exactly what happened to Pierre April, one of the strangest missing person cases I've ever heard of. This is the dark and terrifying story of a man. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. And who lost his identity and spent forever trying to get his name back and find his family. It's May of 1992. This is the same year that George H.W. Bush announced that the Cold War had finally ended. It's also the same year that Jeffrey Dahmer was finally sent to prison. Bill Clinton was also elected president this same year, so that should really paint a clear picture of the time period that we're dealing with here. A man suddenly wakes up, feeling groggy and heavy-headed. He struggles to open his eyes through the blinding sunlight and looks around. He's on a deserted stretch of road, with cars passing by every so often. But he can't make out where he is. He can see the coastline just in the distance and can smell the salt water. He's hungry, weak, and completely confused. He stands up and looks around and notices a small duffel bag next to him. He's never seen this bag before in his life, but he has a strong feeling that the bag belongs to him. As he tries to gain his bearings, he notices a small phone booth in the distance. He grabs his bag and heads towards the booth so that he can call for help. Hopefully someone will know what he's doing here on the side of the road. As he carries his bag and finally reaches the phone booth, he realizes something terrifying. A feeling of indescribable dread washes over him. As he reaches for the phone, he comes to the realization he has no one to call. Not because he has no friends or family, but because he doesn't know anyone. He can't remember the name or face of a single person from his life, much less any phone numbers. Pierre said later in an interview, I realized I couldn't phone anybody, and that's when I realized I didn't know anybody, including me. Those first few moments, you're literally nothing, and you feel so empty. It's very lonely and painful to be empty. He begins to panic, and every breath he takes feels heavier and heavier. He begins to search through his duffel bag, hoping to find some sort of information that may help to jog his memory. But as he's thinking, desperately trying to find a clue, he gets an intense headache unlike anything he had ever experienced. In another interview, Pierre said, If I try to remember something too hard, I get a beautiful headache that I wouldn't want to inflict on my worst enemy. I just want to find out what the past is, if I can. Pierre digs deeper into his bag and finally comes across a small plastic card. 
He doesn't recognize the card, but it has the name of a Boston library printed on the front, as well as a name handwritten beneath it, reading Pierre April. He later recalled thinking, It must be me. It's, it's in my belongings, with my socks, it's with my shirt, it's with my things. He began to have very hazy memories of San Diego, California. He didn't know why he was here, but he had a feeling that he had been here before. He could remember a couple of street signs, a few sounds of the city, as well as the vague outline of a building or two. But by all means, he couldn't really tell his head from a hole in the ground. With nowhere else to turn and no one to call, Pierre began walking. Having no clear direction or any place to be, he soon began hitchhiking. As he searched through his pockets, he found a mere $17. He eventually found himself 400 miles away, walking the streets of San Diego about three days later. He continued roaming around town, hoping he'd catch a glimpse of something that he'd recognize, but that moment never came. Pierre recalls that day, saying, I was so sure this city would bring everything back, and it didn't. I saw downtown and... I said nothing. I looked at the buildings and they meant nothing. I walked the streets from the city for a long time, but it all meant nothing. Pierre felt that he had completely lost his mind, not in a figurative sense, but he thought he had legitimately lost his mind and gone insane. He spoke to a few people, trying to figure out what was going on, but nothing really helped. That is, until he met a friendly bus driver who offered to give him a ride to the St. Vincent de Paul homeless shelter. It was just a few miles away. This wasn't necessarily where Pierre wanted to go, but he felt as if he was out of options. When the bus arrived at the shelter later that day, Pierre met someone named Dr. Becker. Dr. Becker was the head of the counseling department at the shelter and noticed Pierre and his difficult condition as soon as he walked in the door. The doctor remembered the moment that Pierre showed up and recalled, We've had cases of people pretending they didn't know who they were, but Pierre was a very unique case. Sometimes in other cases, the residents are after something, and that wasn't Pierre's case at all. He didn't ask for anything. He didn't even ask for help. Pierre would spend the next six months at the shelter, taking part in multiple rounds of physical and psychological training and examinations. None of the doctors who visited with Pierre could figure out what was going on with him. But one thing was for sure, Pierre truly didn't have any idea who he was, so it became apparent that he was suffering from a bout of amnesia. More specifically, the doctors believed that his amnesia had been caused by trauma, but they didn't specify whether this was because of physical trauma or emotional trauma. Considering he was found on the side of the road, it seems pretty safe to assume that the trauma was most likely physical. While at the homeless shelter, Pierre focused all of his time on reviving his memory so that he could go home, wherever home may be. As he began trying out different things, he realized that he had a serious knack for math and had extensive knowledge about physics. But he couldn't pinpoint where all of this knowledge had come from. He even knew how to use computers and carry out advanced tasks while doing so. And this was a serious accomplishment back in 1992. Most people didn't even know how to turn a computer on, and I'm not exaggerating. Pierre slowly began to remember his skills and professions from his former life. And he even believed that he knew how to fly a plane, but thankfully no one let him try to do so. What he also found out was that he was a great guitar player. When he first picked up the guitar, he wasn't really sure what to do with it, 
Though within just a couple of hours, he'd begun to remember chords and was able to play just as well as anyone else. At this point in his recovery, the team who had been helping him relearn a few skills had contacted the television show Unsolved Mysteries. The showrunners took an interest in his case and decided to send out a couple of sketch artists to create portraits of people who may have known Pierre, based on fragments of memories that he had picked up over the last few months. Pierre spoke with the sketch artists, and they helped him craft a sketch of a man who Pierre believed to be his cousin. He felt that the man's name was Luke, but everyone called him Curly. The second drawing that he helped create was of a woman. He believed that this woman may have been his former employer, but he wasn't sure. The only thing that he felt confident about was that this woman's name was Carol. It was around this time that a major breakthrough came in Pierre's case. On the same night that his Unsolved Mysteries episode aired, the team received a call from a woman who believed that she knew Pierre. As it would turn out, her name was Carol, and she was, in fact, his former employer. She helped piece Pierre's life back together, and reminded him that he had parents who lived in Canada, as well as two sisters. The very next day, the team at Unsolved Mysteries got him in contact with his father, but Pierre didn't want to dive in headfirst into this relationship. He was still skeptical and didn't know who he could truly trust. He mentioned in an interview, It was a very emotional moment, and I even had to tell him that I couldn't even trust him 100%, that I wanted a package with family pictures in it and with my birth certificate or something. His parents happily sent over a package that contained a few of Pierre's personal belongings, as well as photos of memories from his past life. By this point, Pierre had met a young woman while living in San Diego, and they had become engaged. His newfound fiancé was there with him when his memories slowly began to come back to him. He concluded his interview with Unsolved Mysteries by saying, it, It's strange to be told who you are and what you did. I'm someone again, and for quite a few months, I was nobody and nothing. Unfortunately, investigators were never able to determine what had actually happened to Pierre that caused him to lose his memory. There aren't any mentions of any physical trauma that he had endured, and there haven't been too many updates since the mid-90s. What I personally find pretty strange is, what about his former house? What about his car? Surely, if he lived in Canada, he didn't make it all the way to California without a car unless he took a bus or something. And being a somewhat middle-aged man, surely he owned property somewhere. So what happened to his home, his friends, his belongings? It seems odd that none of this was ever mentioned, but maybe his family just wanted to keep these details private. Whatever the case may be, it seems that Pierre was able to pick up where he left off for the most part, but now he also has found a partner to help him through the upcoming months, as they were most certainly very difficult for him. While this story may not have a clear ending, it certainly seems to have been a large step in the right direction for Pierre as he finally began to get his memory back. This missing person case was finally solved. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below the video to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.